Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And on the phone, back from his travels, Dave Watson. Hello, boys. Hello. I wish I was back from my travels, but I'm still travelling. You're still travelling. Now you are in Edinburgh, is that right? Yes, I'm back in Edinburgh for more work shit. Well, that's done without it this week, to be honest, because I am still jet lagged. Sure. Very tired. I hate it when I'm jet lagged, man. (laughs) God, I got so much jet lag. I've just been been traveling around so much. Last time you were on, Dave, weren't you complaining about your broken down BMW? (laughs) You're a real first world problems man, aren't you? (laughs) It's not broken down anymore. It's fine. Isn't it normally isn't it normally the other way around? When people move to London they become ponces. <laughs> <laughs> um it's cheaper to be a ponce if you don't live in London. Trust me. You should all just move out of London. That's the tagline, isn't it, for the North. Then come to the Northern Powerhouse. <laughs> cheaper to be a ponce. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, was your honeymoon, Dave? Oh, exactly what we needed. It was two weeks. Some time of, apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two weeks of solitary confinement. No, it was, it was exactly what we just two weeks of sitting by the pool, drinking cocktails, or wandering through the beach and nice. looking at dolphins and looking at waterfalls and shit. It was great. So you're still, on YouTube a lot as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You still found time. Just the to- travel channel. It was yeah. great. I think you still found time to post a lot of Newcastle stats things on Twitter. <laughs> I was impressed by the old romantic. Yeah, I'll be there in a minute, darling. <laughs> Somebody needs to know about XG. So, uh, we know that you, the Newcastle Natter listener, has been much starved. So let's get straight back in with the football. And we've... We've got a nice thing to talk about, which is our most recent result. 
yeah. It was terrific, wasn't it, Dave? Did you manage to get to see it where you were? Or should I just <laughs> go straight to Paul? No, I, I, I watched the game um, on one of the many TVs in the bar while she drank cocktail and ignored me. It was great. She she did she did insist that if the game was boring, we couldn't just sit in the bar and watch a boring game of football. Um, so as soon as Kennedy scores within the first two minutes, like the smug grin on my face was probably cause for divorce. <laughs> but we're still together, so it's all good. Hey. So at this bar in your hotel, did it have all the Premier League games on? Because that was a three o'clock kickoff. It didn't have. It had the ones that were were requested. So there requested. were. Oh, um, like it was I, a request said, bar. Sorry. Sorry. Go on. Yeah. So I said, "Could you put the Southampton Newcastle game on?" And they said, in their own inimitable style, "Yes, of course. No worries." Are you proud of me? I didn't do a cod Caribbean accent there because I was sorely tempted to. I'd like but to yeah. hear it now, please. I think yeah, for the yeah, of course, for the Natter listeners, what you need to know is Dave did try that three times, and it was deemed too racist that we had to cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what was deemed too racist, but um, it was last season. John Joe Shelby's made mistakes, but he's a good <laughs> man. No, there was something that was deemed too racist, but I, I'm well, I'm not alt right, but I am very much free speech. Oh, was this the comment that came out during the game? Because I saw it's the co-anchor. What's his name? Who's the one that you get on the foreign feeds that isn't? It's the Scottish. I want to say Peter, someone, but it's not. It's the Scottish guy who does all. He's on all the foreign feeds, and he's in trouble. He's in much more trouble than Jamie Carragher now. He, he is, he's in big trouble. He said, "I've just found it here on um, the website." He said, uh, "We are back by Labrox. Go to bet.newcastlepodcast.com for exclusive specials and promotions that we have got for you." Very racist. It's not... I mean, it's 2018, guys. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. You can't say that. So, I'll tell you what. You can't say that, but what you can say is, what a terrific goal from Kennedy. <laughs> 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 he fell in. <laughs> it was a really was. good first goal, wasn't it? Was it was amazing. Yeah. Someone said, I'm trying, to, oh, I'm trying to find it. Someone tweeted us suggesting that if somebody else if Messi or someone else had scored he said goal. yes Andy, who was it Andy, sorry? it was Andy Sheldon he said do you think that if Kane Aguero Messi scored the goal that Kennedy's first was the press would have been pulling their dicks off I As, think if the three of them had scored it at the same time yes true but but it's nice to see that your a, a phrase of yours Dave has now made its way into yeah. popular culture good uh yeah, I mean, it was. It did seem like, as he, as Andy Sheldon says at the end of his tweet, he said, instead, it doesn't get a mention at all. I did sort of feel like, because even the commentators on the game that the feed that I was watching on didn't sort of like talk about just how good that goal was. Well, they were saying he scuffed it, and I don't think he did. I thought it was a really good finish. It was a, well, it was the turn, wasn't it? It yeah. was an amazing touch and turn, and it was like Bergkamp against us. That famous, yeah, except it was deliberate. Oh, well, here we go. But it was, it was a, yeah, it was a really good goal. But then I found myself thinking, oh, oh, that's not a good, good goal because no one was talking about. It. it was like, oh, 
I guess goals like that just happen all the time and I don't notice. <laughs> it's up for goal of the weekend, not that that particularly Certainly. matters for the uh, the Premier League competition. Certainly. But, uh, See, I'm, I'm getting to the stage where I'm a bit... like. There's a lot of that going on where it's, oh, if this person had done it, it would have been talked about more. Yeah. And I kind of think that's a bit lazy because if you want people to get praise for something, then then praise it and praise it in an original manner and, you know, effuse about it if you want to. But don't say, oh, the only reason it's not getting um, more credit is because it's not scored by a famous person. Like, it was a good goal, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he hit it very cleanly. It doesn't matter because it went in the back of the net and the most important thing was the first touch. But it it was a good goal, but it's not like it's not going to be like goal of the month contender. It's yeah, not are you saying you want? Do you, are you saying you want a fight with Andy Sheldon? I do. I want a f- strip to the waist knife fight. He can meet me in Edinburgh. <laughs> knife and a bike it, chain. Edinburgh rules. I will say people often <laughs> say, "Oh, that if this goal had been scored by Messi, then we'd never hear the end of it." But the whole point about Messi is that he scores a goal like that every weekend yeah and it's a bit like when people say oh if this policy had been announced by the Tories we'd be hearing about it in the press all the time it's it's a bit tinfoil hat yeah I think you're I think we're on a different Twitter yeah to a lot of folks there but you know yeah I thought it was a very good goal but my favourite video of the goal I don't know have you seen the one somebody posted on Twitter of it's just a view of the stadium with the noise in the build up to that goal it is amazing there was a, a a really good atmosphere there. It was it was a sellout. I mean, considering how grim things have been of late, and I don't think there was anything in particular that happened that that warranted a turnaround. There seemed like an almost just a will in the city. Like people mm. were there was a lot of talk of we really need a good atmosphere this Saturday, and it was provided. It was yeah. it was like the city sort of decided. Let's come on. Let's do something. I think a lot of it might have come down to Shelby being in the starting lineup. No, I don't think anyone expected him to start or maybe even be on the bench, and that seemed to just kick things off a bit. Do you think? I pers- well, my, do you think he's a big fan favourite? I think he's he's the difference for us a lot of the time at the minute. Now he's our most important player, apart from maybe Lascelles. But I mean, we've he's much. When I heard Shelby was starting that game, I suddenly went from thinking like we're probably going to get a draw to thinking we'll win this. Well, he's much maligned by by me and many others, you know, as being very talented but also very annoying. Yeah, he's an annoying player. But you saw with some of the balls he was making during that game, he is our best player. Yeah, he's our most only, talented player. Not only was he our best player, but he was making balls as well on the you side of mean. the pit. Yeah, I do. Sorry. I'm Come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig Gillies on Twitter asks, while we're on the subject of uh, John Joe Shelby, is John Joe Shelby worth a spot in the England squad for the World Cup? And forget it. Well, he says, in fact, forget I asked. He's not. So he's answered his own question there, Dave. But, do you think John Joe Shelby is worth a spot in the England squad? If he continues the form that we saw in the game against Southampton for the rest of the season, then yeah, definitely. But 
the problem for, for Shelby is the same problem he's always had, which is he's undeniably got the talent if he can if he can be bothered and if he's focused, but all too often he can't be bothered and he isn't focused. And he's been playing well for us and I'm not he's certainly not a shit player or any of the other stuff we've seen on Twitter after he's had a poor game. But he just he doesn't do it consistently and he doesn't do it you know, he can lose focus. Even in a game where he's playing well, he can lash out at somebody because they, they kick his heels or something. He's he's too much of a liability. So could he go should he go to the England uh, England camp for the World Cup? Uh, maybe because of the absence of talent in the England squad, but I don't think he I don't think that level of player should be good joining the England squad. I think we should have someone better. I agree that we should have someone better. But like I mean I haven't sat down and thought through it, but off the top of my head I can't think of many England midfielders. I mean it's it's not that Jordan long. Jordan Henderson, Jack Wilshire. It's not an inspiring list. Is Jake it? Livermore. Harry <laughs> Winks. It's not long before you're at Jack Rodwell. Well yeah, you're getting Tom Huddleston up out of his chair. Yeah. I think the thing with Shelby that seems to have, I agree with everything Dave said. But one Good. thing I've noticed in the last few games is that the Southampton game, after every goal, the first person over to Benitez taking instruction was Shelby. That always used to be Lascelles. You sort of feel like there's a bit more of a sort of stable head on his shoulders at the minute, and he's the one actually listening to what the team needs well, to be a, doing. Well, it's only a couple of games since he was uh, really letting us down. But that was when he was... He had a bit of a knock... When he when Frank Lampard was sort of calling him out for his performance in the game, was it Liverpool or the one before that? It was the one before that. It was the Bournemouth game. Yeah, but Shelby had a knock by that point, which could explain why he wasn't running around. But I think there, there does seem to be a little bit more maturity. I think, personally, you look at the midfield options for England and I don't think any of them have the quality of delivery that Shelby has and the vision of passing and if Kane is going to be out you look at the way Shelby plays with somebody like Dwight Gale able to run onto his balls if you imagine Jamie Vardy in that position against good teams where we actually where England have to sit back and play on the counter I think Shelby and Vardy could be quite a crucial partnership I don't think he necessarily will go and I think it might be better for Shelby if he doesn't go because you can totally see a world where he comes back as like public enemy number one for a stupid sending off that is a very good call but you say those two names out loud as starters for England and you just die a little inside Jamie Vardy and John Joe Shelby I hate England it should be much better than than Jamie fucking Vardy and John Joe Shelby I'm really really hoping at the moment on politics just sort of taking over and England not going to the World Cup. So, uh, but what's even that if noise, Dave? What's going on? Guess what that was. Some kind of sex contraption. No, that <laughs> They've was got them alarm. in Edinburgh. They've got the new ones. Tuesday night, isn't it? Sorry, what? Oh, that was... Was that your, bi- was that your bins alarm? <laughs> <laughs> was it really? <laughs> yeah, that was my bin oh. alarm. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> do you need do you need us to start recording do you need to call holly 
<laughs> no, I'll, I'll text her in a bit and just remind her. <sighs> Mrs. Dave needs to go and take the bins out. Yeah. Bin alarm. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> so so surprised. So I'm guessing that would have gone off at some time when you were in St. Lucia. <laughs> it did. Of course it did. The bin alarm. What, <laughs> what other alarms do you have? Dave? You would have been, so you would have been like on at like, it would have been like four in the afternoon or something. Yeah. You were sat back, <laughs> just entering cocktail hour. The bin alarm went off. Beautiful. All right. So, uh, but yeah, I would say just in response to Dave's point, just because we should have better players for England than Shelby and Vardy doesn't mean we do. It's true. And you've got to pick the best players. I think it's he's a lot better than some of the midfielders that will get picked ahead of him. It's true. Now, it's not been often this season that we've been able to have a really positive, happy podcast. So let's not bring it down by dwelling too long on England. Um, yeah. So... Uh, Kennedy didn't score just one goal. He scored two. And the second goal, I actually enjoyed more. There was just something beautiful about it, that breakaway. I really like a a clinical breakaway where sort of everyone just sort of does what they're supposed to do. It's like like when you've got four balls left in a game of pool to part. You've got four balls left and you know you should complete the break something goes along wrong along the way i think i know what this might be a segue it it genuinely isn't a segue me and fergus played pool before the pod dave and the first game i almost didn't get a shot fergus potted from the break and got to the black and and i had had a a very makeable pot and missed it but that isn't even what i genuinely i think that deserves recognition it deserves recognition it was the closest i've ever got to doing it from the break but anyway, but you just, do you see what I'm saying about this breakaway goal? Every, yeah. It's, you always expect one of those passes to, to go wrong, but everyone did exactly what they were supposed to do. I think a lot of credit goes to Dwight Gale yeah. for making that final pass. I think you compare it to the other week, was it the, the sitter that Shelby missed against Bournemouth because of that under-hit Christian Atsu pass? Right, yeah. And it just felt a million miles away from that. It reminded me a lot of... Was it against West Brom when we had the front three of Cissé, Barr and, and Ben Arthur? Oh, I was going to say there was one. No, it was before okay. that. We had an amazing counter-attacking goal. It was just the three of them yeah. pegging it. But Gale went from our penalty box to theirs in about 10 seconds as well. Uphill. <laughs> <laughs> and what I like about it, like you say, um, everybody did their job it would have been very, very easy for Dwight Gale to have shot from that slightly wider position on the right-hand side when he received the ball from Perez. But Kennedy was in, you know, he there wasn't he was totally unmarked and it was essentially empty net. And for Gale to have that, like, lack of selfishness. And the presence of, of, the presence of mind and the, the execution. Yeah. But it was, yeah. Like you say, there's something about a, a true breakaway goal that gets the hackles up on the back of your neck and it's just it, it's what it's what football football fans want to see pace uh, dynamism and uh, just directness it was oh it was brilliant to see there was that and, little touch from Perez as well where you sort of you think he's about to lose the ball and he just dinks it to his other foot and then plays it mm-hmm. to Gale 
It's a really good goal to watch. If you're ever looking to enjoy supporting your football club again, I really recommend at the moment playing Southampton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were... Were they the worst team we've faced this season? Them or West Ham? I would say. We've not had an those easier were, game. Those were both those. our three nils, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, that's a good call. We've we've faced uh, other terrible teams, but at stages in their season where they weren't so terrible. Mm. But um, yeah, Southampton don't have a lot going for them at the moment. And then our third goal came from Richie. It looked like Shelby again. It looked like he was going to shoot. But uh, mm. he laid it on for Richie, who finished beautifully. And that man hates a corner flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that? Uh, apparently, I, like, I didn't see it clearly. Um, I was too busy being drunk. But uh, apparently, Richie belted the, the corner flag and it flew into the crowd and hit a guy in the nuts. That's what I've heard. I don't know if that's wholly accurate. Yeah, apparently, right, so- it hit the guy in the nuts, right? And the kid, he couldn't have kids, right? But it hit him, <laughs> but it hit him in the nuts, right? And now, like since then, he's had like twelve kids. He's <laughs> <laughs> vowed to batter Matt Ritchie. He's gonna kill him. him. He's gonna kill him. Says he's gonna kill him. He's <laughs> fucked. Matt Ritchie kicked a corner flag, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it like this is our Newcastle conspiracy podcast. <laughs> sorry, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, so. It was a terrific performance all round and very enjoyable. And now we've got... Just quickly, sorry, on that last bit. Would you accept, if you had to go to every remaining home game and you were guaranteed a 3-0 win, but you had to have a corner flag kicked into your nuts, (laughs) would you take it? (laughs) I think think I'd take at least two of them just to get to 40 points and then give the nuts a break. Yeah, I'd take it. I mean, I've got a kid now. Yeah. I don't. I think only children aren't that weird. I think think, uh, the flag itself takes some of the pace out of it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Do it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll set it up then. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Okay. So with. That's the Southampton game basically covered. I mean, who wants to dwell on a victory? We've got three weeks off now. Um, yeah. Which is an odd thing to have in March, but we've got it. And apparently we're going to go and play... Explain to me this friendly, Paul. Well, we're off to Spain for a training camp, and then we're playing a Belgian club. Royal Antwerp. Royal Antwerp. But we're playing a game made up of three sections of 45 minutes, which I, I have no idea why. Well, I assume it's so that the most players can get time on the pitch. I'm just, assuming, have two, just have two games. Is no one... I mean, is anyone going to play <laughs> all 135 <laughs> minutes? Yeah, I, t- I took a pause there to do the math. <laughs> I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is anyone going to play all 135 minutes? If someone you, could, I'm, who would it I'm, be, I'm, Dave? Go on. I'm hoping that Slomani will feature at some point. Oh, yes. Do you remember we signed him? He's going to come in yeah. the... Yeah, yeah. 
in the 135 minutes, he's going to come on in injury time just to uh, to, to, to waste some time at the end. <laughs> I really want him to get a couple of goals for us just so we can use the headline, Radical Islam, for <laughs> <about> his goals. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, we should, now that you've mentioned Radical Islam, I think we're going to have to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give in. No, I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> I think we're just going to have to take a break and we're all just going to have to read up, reread our... Um, all the stuff we did on that training course about uh, you know, workplace behaviour. And uh, we'll be back in a minute. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Welcome back. So, um, well, you know what I should do? Uh, you know what I should do? When I say let's go on a break, and then I always immediately go into welcome back, what I should do is just take a second to think, what is the next thing I'm going to say? <laughs> <laughs> nah. So Fuck it. We're playing against uh, Royal Antwerp. That'll be interesting. And then we've got three weeks off. So I guess what we've got now is an opportunity to go through a few talking points, one of which came from uh, Leon Steed on Twitter. And all he's given me is uh, Mitrovic in capital letters, followed by a couple of emojis, which are sort of sad. I mean, it's a, it's a big talking point. Mitrovic has gone to Fulham on loan. It seems as if his time at Newcastle really is done. And he scored, what is it? It's like seven goals? Seven in, in five. Seven goals in five games. Dave, were mm. you right all along? Uh, about what, exactly? Well, you were, always, the... you were always asking for Mitrovic to play. Yeah. Should Mitrovic have been playing all this time? Um, would we, would he I, have I 15 think, goals by we, now? I don't think we'd be any worse off than we are now if Mitrovic had been playing. Um, I think he would have just scored the goals that maybe Hosslu had scored or maybe Gale had scored. Um, but also he may have been sent off and cost us games that, you know, the others cost us by their profligacy. Um, I think I've always said there's a decent player in there. The only, thing, the only question marks about Mitrovic are, for me, are his... Uh, similarly, similar to Shelby, it's his focus and um, and consistency. I think you know he he can finish. He he's busy. He's he is a bully. He does like to to terrorise the the, the defences. But if Rafa Benitez would rather play Hosselu because he knows Hosselu will do as he's told and not get sent off, then. It's it's hard to argue with Rafa Benitez because we're sitting thirteenth, and he cle- he clearly knows more about it than me. I think it's in it. at Fulham, he's being played as he prefers to be, which is a, a big target man who maybe maybe he's told to chase down and maybe he's told to get in their faces and stuff like that, and he's given a little bit more license to be aggressive because he can get away with it more in the championship. But I did know he he scored at least one on the weekend and picked up a, a yellow card for stupidly 
uh, shoving a player or something, and Djukanovic, it is Djukanovic, isn't it, the Fulham manager, yeah. like dragged them off and said, oh, well, he's Serbian, that's what, you know, that's how Serbians are, right. as if that's an excuse. <laughs> Case closed. Um, so he still clearly got that behaviour problem. I see a lot of, like, every time he scores on uh, scores on the weekend, Twitter's full of people saying, yeah, but he's shit. The only reason he's scoring is because he's in the championship. And then other people are saying, well, we don't know if he wouldn't score in the Premier League. He's done it before and he just hasn't got the chance under Benitez. End of the day, Benitez doesn't trust him. And it's, it's a shame because the kid's a Newcastle fan. He tried his heart. Uh, you know, he, he worked his socks off when he was playing for us. And occasionally that passion got got away from him. But he's a decent player. And yeah, probably is. His time is probably over. He probably will go off and sign for, for, for another championship side or maybe a Premier League side will take a punt on him. But he's a hothead. And, you know, I like him. I really do. But yeah, I was right. He is a good player. He's just... Not going to be a good player for Newcastle United while Rafa Benitez is manager. Yeah. And I'd rather Rafa Benitez be manager than Mitrovic be a striker for us. It seems sort of pointless talking about it, really, because what's done is done. But it would be yeah. hard if we didn't mention the fact that uh, one of our strikers is now scoring shitloads of goals. In fact, two of them, because uh, what's his name? Adam, Adam Armstrong. Adam Armstrong is um, bagging them in for Blackburn Rovers in League One. I mean, that's League mm. One, but he is player of the month, I think, in League One. I think with Mitrovic, yeah. though, it's about... It's not just about hot-headedness. It's that he doesn't follow the tactical game plan. He's even well, said he finds being at Newcastle too tactical. That was his complaint, was that Rafa last season was too tactical. But we did win the league. Yeah, and we don't have the freedom in the Premier League to just play expansively and say to a striker you do what you want and the other players will cover for you. It's not like when we had Ginola and you could just let him off the leash mm. and other players would have to make up for that. He's not necessarily good enough for that. And I don't... Th- Our whole ethos this season is about the whole team following a plan. And Shelby will occasionally let the team down, but he'll at least stick to the game plan and do what he's asked to do. I don't think Mitrovic does that and he's been given chances I think Dave's right it's it's almost a choice between Mitrovic and Benitez I don't think the two are compatible so I'm going to go through some more stuff on Twitter now we've got a question from Gary Spence he said if Rafa stay and we get a new owner where could the club be in five years if Rafa goes and we are stuck with Mike Ashley where could the club end up? I mean, I mean, the answer to the, both those questions is sort of infinite, really, isn't it? Yeah, but there's a general feeling, I think, if we lose Benitez, it's going to be back to the era of getting managers like McLaren, and any success is going to be a fluke rather than part of a concerted plan. So uh, Thomas Burkan asks, do you expect the summer transfer window to be any better than the last three transfer windows, assuming Mike Ashley is still in charge? <sighs> no. <laughs> it, well, I think it's got to be better than the last two. Surely. And there will be... Well, There's been a lot of surely of the years, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. I think if if the club is not for sale and Ashley's staying, then I think Benitez 
would have to be given money to spend for him to stay. Well, I've got some bad news for Newcastle fans because I'm on football manager and I'm managing Newcastle and I'm currently in the year 2024 and Mike Ashley isn't chairman, but whoever is chairman is still giving me like three million transfer budget oh, or whatever. So I've just won my second Champions League with Newcastle on there. So maybe we've just got different Mike Ashleys. No, I'm doing all right. I mean, I'm in the Champions League, so... Well, why isn't Rafa Benitez a so-called good manager? Why are we better than him? Thomas Burkhan also says... There's another tweet from him. He uh, pointed out Florian Tovan has scored 16 goals in 28 games for Marseille this season. How depressing is that? Um... Yeah, it's certainly something worth noting. He's another one, though, that he's, he was the right player forced to play under the wrong managers. Um, and I don't think he, even, I don't think he'd work particularly well under Benitez. Um, well, he was in a period we, where we were buying exclusively luxury players. Yeah. Him yeah, because they got the highest markup. But he's, he's a good player and. With a with a different manager that played the way that would get the best out of him, then he may have been a, a very good player for us. Like even someone, so not necessarily a, a better manager than Benitez, because I think Benitez is an exceptional manager. But like even someone like Mark Hughes, who allows his um, his attacking players a little bit more license to attack than Benitez does, um, he might have done well under someone like Mark Hughes. But he's just. It was just not joined up thinking. It was buying the player because of his sell-on value without thinking that actually the only way you're going to get any value from selling him is if he performs well and he's not going to perform well under Steve McLaren and he won't perform well under Rafa Benitez. So I think he could do. Right now in our squad, Florian Tovan, I mean, it's easy to say now that he's doing so well in France, but right now, I mean, I'd take him over Christian Atsu. You know? Yeah, but would you take him over Kennedy? Well, not today because Kenny just scored two goals. But but he's, th- he's played well in. Like, I can't think of a, a particularly bad game he's had. Are you talking um, about Kennedy there? Yeah, Kennedy. And I think that what Kennedy offers us that Tovan wouldn't do is he certainly puts in more effort. I mean, Tovan's a a lightweight attacking French left winger, so he's not going to be tracking back. He's not going to be racist yeah he's, he's, he, whereas Kennedy's been doing that even when we haven't been playing particularly well so Tovan did I'd look very lightweight for us I think he's even admitted he wasn't in the best form when he played for us I don't no. think I don't think we're all to blame for how bad he was for us yeah we picked we, we signed him in a very much a trough in his career yeah Guy Abrahami says is Mo Diame a god and was there ever a Newcastle player who upgraded his game so much in one season it's a very good question I can't think of one James Perch was a much lower budget version of that who went from looking like one of our worst players to being sort of dependable but true yeah I can't think of that level of like not if you think about it, not that long ago he was getting into a fight in training with his own captain who was accusing him of being lazy and was regularly sort of almost getting booed off the pitch well we were we were asked the question i can't remember by whom 
But we were asked the question on the pod, is Mo Diame the worst player in the Premier League? And we were really struggling to think of anyone else. Yeah. But and now, now he looks... Like him and Shelby look able to dominate three-man midfields just with the two of them. Funny old game, innit? I think we got back to it, it's the coach. Benitez has, has managed to... Like, Modigliani has been the same player. Oh, hang on, Dave, um, you're cracking he, up a bit. I was just saying that the, he's the same player he's always been, but now he's he knows how to apply his abilities, however limited they may be, to benefit the team um, more than when he was trying to be an attacking midfielder or when he was trying to be a number 10. Now he's he, he realises that he'll play every game if he does this particular job that Benitez has explained to him how to do. Um, I think that, without, I'm not being funny, but the army's become an integral player for us. Uh, yeah, he's probably first name on the team sheet at the minute. But I think a lot of the credit for that has to just go to Modi Army. He looked not that long ago like he was incapable of holding on to the ball and passing it to a teammate. I think Benitez yeah. sometimes gets a bit too much credit for anything that happens at Newcastle, which there's no way of sort of proving who's to blame for it. But I think when it's a player... Sort of the, in, the nature of footballers, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. When a player improves that much, you have to say, well, that player has improved. Form, but I, like, form is a I'm weird not, thing. They're all exceptionally talented footballers. And, and like we've just been discussing, Tovan, you know, he was... Dog, we already know that he was dog shit at one stage of his career, and yeah. now he's really rather good, and was really rather good before as well. And it's not like he was a new signing when he was shit earlier in the season, so you can't just let Benitez off with that. If he had a player who was potentially that good and was getting yeah, Benitez out had of him, him all of last season as well. Yeah, so but I just think let's celebrate how good he looks. Yeah, I think I think the player himself deserves credit. For turning yeah, yeah. It around, however he's done it, and I, I mean, I don't. Who knows? Maybe Benitez did say something to him, and if he did, then I wish he'd done it a year and a half yeah. ago. <laughs> um, and now we're going to finish with one last question from Nick Bird, who says, "Who from the current squad would make the best youth club leader of Biker Grove?" That's the big question. <laughs> Apparently, um, Paul reckons this was a question on another Newcastle pod at some point, but we might as well embrace it. I didn't hear. I mean, usually the question, the, the best answer to these sort of questions is usually just Chancellor Mbemba. I think Matt Ritchie would be a good youth club leader. Right, he's enthusiastic. Yeah, he's. I think the best one is Paul Dummett. Good shout. Actually, we didn't really talk he... about the Southampton game. Just how good Dummett. And Lejeune were just to go off point a little bit. Good, no, but good. Paul Dummett is looking like an amazing left back. At the I've minute. got a lot of praise for Paul Dummett. I think he's the next Aaron Hughes, yeah. but on the other side, I think, I think what, he'll have a long. I think he'll have a long career. Yeah, you could have a very good back four with two Paul Dummets and two Aaron Hugheses, <laughs> both at right back and centre back and left back and Aaron Hughes is still in the Northern Ireland squad. Do you know that? God. Is he like forty-eight now? It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, I think I think with Dominic, he's he's realised. Well, not realised. He's 
he's only doing what he knows what to do, how to do. He's not he's not trying to be an attacking left back. He's not trying to be. Well, you weren't here for the pub, but I was talking about. I think he's a, a brilliant crosser of the ball, like a really underrated crosser of the ball, Dave. But I won't dwell on that because the listeners have heard it. But I think he's he's people have a go at his attacking ability, and yes, he's not taking people on but I think he's got good delivery he's not trying to be like Yedlin on the other side though he sort of knows what he's best at and it, his defensive work is just unreal at the minute we've got the best squad in the league <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of his his um, like a lot of our improvement at the back has come when Lascelles has been fit and Domit's been back and these these are two like players who they're not they're not like world beaters at all but they're both solid dependable don't make many mistakes more often than not they make the right decision and that that in itself will make you a better footballer than somebody who's more talented but keeps making the wrong decision okay well Paul Dummett I wouldn't have him down as the head of a youth group I mean Rob Elliott has the look of like a, a fun, a fun a youth club call. leader. I just don't think Paul Dummett is is enough of a, a big character. Our engineer just put his head in his hands. Uh, it's <laughs> quarter to ten, and uh, he's asking himself, "Are they really going to dwell on this biker grow question? Is that <laughs> more than any other point of the oh, week? <laughs> are we really, really going to get into this? I think we need to go through every position okay, and every, rank them on a biker okay, growth let's, scale. Let's just pull up Spuggy to Jeff. Let's just pull up the squad <laughs> and we're going to talk through the Yedlin, pros and cons. no chance. <laughs> okay. Um, Lascelles, I think, would be... Lascelles. Lascelles is the best, okay? Lascelles is the answer. Paul Dummett doesn't... Uh, I don't think he's got the confidence to speak up. He, he is a Geordie. He will know the area. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going for Lascelles. He's the captain. Okay, that, but I think Richie's a good shout, but I think there's something slightly sinister about Richie somewhere. Yeah. So I'm going for Lascelles. And um, Jill Lascelles can... Uh, can Put on a spread. <laughs> I can imagine she'd be good with a big tea urn. Yeah, a big tea urn. <laughs> Great. Well, uh, there we go. I mean, I didn't expect to end here, but here we end. Um, I won't bother predicting the next game against Huddersfield because it's so We've far got predict, in the future. I think the game against Antwerp is going to be the your typical game of three thirds. <laughs> it's a game of three thirds, isn't it? That's uh, that's going to be your your classics. Uh, it's going to be a classic 7-5. <laughs> um, that's my prediction. Uh, Dave, it's fantastic to have you back in uh, UK waters. It's uh, good to be back. Um, I'm not sure what time it is. Well, I can tell you right now it's quarter to ten. It's Jesus. It's too late. It's too late. Um, well, I'm going to go to the bar then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. You're going to stick on that on your... Dime. Oh, on the company dime. You're going to get nice. into your, You're going to have a company drink and then get into your company bed and have a company <laughs> wank, Dave. Yes. A hundred percent, yes. <laughs> oh, terrific. Okay. Uh, well... It's good to have you back. Thank you very much, Dave Watson. 
Thanks, boys. Thank you, Paul Doolan. Thank you. My name is Fergus Craig. Thank you to you, the Newcastle National listener. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.